0: Hi and welcome to episode four of Out of Fashion. I'm Jane Kellogg. And I'm Jane Shepherdson. So Jane, what have you been up to?
1: This week, well, it's been a busy week actually. I was actually a guest on a podcast yesterday. Oh really? We are Future Female, don't know if you've yeah, heard of them. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, we had a fabulous time actually talking about... Um, How your childhood shapes your expectations in life, uh, habitual sexism that you've encountered. Um, It was weird, actually, because I was thinking, I hadn't ever thought about this before, but um, because I was brought up in a house with two parents who were both feminists Mm. and then went to an all girl school. I didn't even really encounter sexism, I guess, until I was sort of 16 or so. I didn't even, I didn't realize that, you know, that, that I wasn't equal. You know, well, which you're is lucky. A, for yes, someone i one of our generation. Yes. I totally yes. encountered it. Yeah, but well, which is weird because my um I was talking to someone who's who's like half my age and her well, she's in her thirties. And uh she was saying that she was actually brought up by um in a family the complete opposite mm. and you know, a very, very sexist father and um and, and she, she kind of didn't even realise that her childhood mm. was was the wrong way around until she was about twenty five. Well I don't think you do. You just accept that your childhood's
0: your childhood and you don't really question it. And it's not until you leave home or go to university or start working that you start to develop your own ideas. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not sure about that element. hang on a minute. Absolutely. Well, you're very lucky that that was I know. But I
1: I wonder whether, actually, because then after school, of course, I went into the fashion industry, which is also nearly all women. And I think maybe then, you know, when I was sort of being told what to do by a bloke who perhaps didn't know what he was doing. I I was a bit like, hang on a minute, what are you doing? You know, so so I perhaps approached it or saw it in a different way. But then I think that's interesting because you um,
0: question that, whereas when you've been brought up in a patriarchal kind of household, you don't question someone telling you what to do that's a man because you expect that that's the way it is. And it wasn't until I was well into my career that I started to actually question the role that some of the senior men in the fashion industry played because they don't often know
1: what they're talking about no. but they come across oh. as that they do absolutely, so it's absolutely. An interesting it is one. Yeah, yeah yeah and i hadn't actually even thought about it until she started to ask so um so that was fun how about you? What have you been doing? Um, so, I had the British colour group meeting uh,
0: oh. this last week. So, that was interesting. We were doing spring summer 21.
1: 21. Yeah,
0: I know it's so far ahead, but I think it's kind of impossible to predict that far ahead because obviously everything moves so quickly. Yes. Um, but what I get out of it personally is that it kind of gives us a steering towards the new season because we work so far ahead anyway. Yes. And we do have to think about um, the future and. Um, be confident about yes. what we think. So, and getting together with a group of people that are also thinking about that is really interesting because we have a, all have a different
1: take on it. Yeah, and I think you said last time that a lot of this is kind of instinct-based. Yeah,
0: very much. Uh, well, it's instinct-based and then experiences that we've yeah. had. So a lot of us have been to Milan to the design week. Right. And that was really interesting that everybody had a different take on and um, what they saw there. And, and one of the biggest things that came out of it was that um a um, couple of people had been... Um, involved in the um instinct rebellion thing oh yes and, um, yes they felt really strongly about that and what the meaning of that was and um one of the things we've been asked to come up with for the intercolour group which is going to be in uh, miami this yes. year and um, was thinking forward to 2023 and how we'll be living our lives oh my god it was quite interesting because <laughs> a lot of the things that we saw in Milan were about sort of interactive experiences and yes. experiencing things and not really necessarily owning them and that's something that I've been thinking a lot about in terms of fashion yes in that you know there's a lot of talk around you know not having to own as much stuff which is something I think we'll talk a bit about definitely
1: later. definitely um,
0: but yeah it was it was mostly about paradoxes you know the differences between young and old rich and poor educated not educated sustainability and fast fashion yeah and it filled like the world is sort of divided in s- so many ways at the moment and you know it's it is coming through in in fashion as well and it's very scary
1: yeah isn't it isn't mm-hmm. it, it is. i i um I, I went down to um talks to circus um to, to visit the extinction rebellion crowd and the protest and um I, I mean they're very very impressive people mm. i mean you know they're they're down there protesting for all of us yeah, really absolutely. you know and, and yeah. we, we should we should really, I guess, all be doing it and we're not. Um, but it was interesting because I, I went down there um, and had planned to to pop into Liberty and have a look at the shops mm. afterwards. And uh, of course, you know, the just the thought of going That's into wrong. exactly <laughs> the thought of consuming or going into stores yeah. or even thinking about buying something yeah. was just anathema. I, mean, I couldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I walked off down Oxford Street and I think. I, other people had the same feeling because the shops were completely empty and they
0: must have really suffered because they were there for two weeks
1: i know yeah Um,
0: but you know what then maybe maybe they have to just experience that because like you say um they're protesting for for all of us yes
1: yeah yeah I, i i was a little sort of disappointed that so many of them actually got arrested for doing that yeah i know um but um yeah no very impressive very impressive so reading watching listening okay yeah so uh reading i've just finished elizabeth day's how to fail have you read that oh, no,
0: i listened to podcasts though. did you yeah. did you yeah well, well she, she, lots
1: of different people on yeah, it, yeah that's really right good. she, she yeah. talks about the podcast so she's interviewed uh dolly alderton mm. phoebe waller bridge um, sebastian falx really yeah. yeah well i think the book is kind of just an amalgam of that but um So each each chapter is like how she failed at school, how she Mm. failed with family, how she failed with relationships, whatever. Um, And it's very funny, it's very clever, but it's also it's it's so kind of relevant. You know, you can you can pick up so many things um, in in your own life when you 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 know where it really rings true. Um, And the whole premise is that you know failure is a good thing, Mm. and that it helps us to grow and and change, and we learn lessons from it. Um, But but I was thinking as I was reading, I was thinking, yeah. How many actual lessons have I learned from her? not sure.
0: Because <laughs> the
1: interesting thing about is
0: about the people that she has on there. You know, you have opinions about people that you uh, read about or follow on uh, Instagram or whatever. And you're not always, they may not always be favourable, but some of the people she's had on there, for instance, Lily Allen, I read her book actually, and when I'd read it, I felt much more compassion for her than I probably yes. had before. And then when she was on that, yes. I really quite liked her. Oh, did you? Because they're really honest. Yes. And they really are, are very open about the things that they've done wrong and yes. they've, what they've learned from them. From them. And, you know, it, it's a great um, opportunity, I think, for these people to actually get that information out there and yes. get people to see how what they actually are like.
1: She said, it was really funny, she said, when she was uh, sending out emails asking people, to be on the, the podcast, she said um, overwhelmingly women responded and said, yes, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm quite happy to, to come on the show. And she said, and, and a lot of the, um, the the men that she asked, they said things like, yeah, I once lost in a cricket match. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was what they considered oh to be like one of the big failures in their life she said the vast majority of them it was about some kind of sporting endeavor that they had lost that, that oh my god that says so much doesn't, doesn't it that, doesn't that's it really funny yeah
0: yeah well i've been reading lost dog by kate spicer oh have you, you have to read that i
1: really want to read that
0: it's really good uh so she basically if anyone doesn't know the story she was she's a journalist yes. and she starts the book off as a kind of hot mess and i'm sure she did she did say that herself yeah Yes. Um. she drinks a lot, takes a lot of drugs. She doesn't really know where she's going in her life. And then she decides to uh, adopt a dog and it kind of changes her life. And oh. She loves this dog uh, and it gets lost while she's gone. She's gone to a wedding and I think she leaves it with her brother and it gets lost. And I've only just got to that. Bit, so oh, I don't know God. what happens, God. but it's basically a love story. To her dog, and oh. to all dog lovers out there. And if you're a dog, I think actually, even if you weren't a dog lover, it's a really nice story. But if you're a dog lover, you really, really would
1: love the book. I must read so it. So you have to read I, that. I've got, I've got to read it. I've got to read it. Um, there's been so much on um, TV recently. What have you been watching? I, I haven't to, watched okay, that many okay. Um, Back to Life, BBC Three. Oh, no. Uh, written by and starring... Uh, Daisy Haggard mm-hmm. about a woman who murders someone when she was 18 and she spent 18 years in prison and she comes back to a small coastal town to, to live with her parents and it's like how the town kind of reacts to, to Ooh, her like how she gets a job um, I loved Afterlife the Ricky Gervais oh yeah that's really good which was, yeah, which was really good yeah I really that um, the, I didn't think I liked him, but I liked I him. I didn't then. think I was going to like it, but yeah, I thought he—I thought it was—it was really good, very funny mm. and very cruel. Um, Homecoming, Beyonce. Hi. Oh yeah, I've watched a bit of that. I keep fast forwarding to the
0: bits where she's talking and she's at home. I think she's amazing, and I love watching her perform. But.
1: I just wanted to see the bits behind the scenes, really. Uh, me too. There, and there's way too much of it that is yeah. just the concert. Um, yeah. and not, She's not, not like an a human being. She's she, just incredible. She is incredible. But but even the bits of the concert, though, that I was surprised at was that so, there were so many guys there in the audience singing all the words. Yeah. And I don't know why I kind of expected it to be... All gay, though, ...women. Well, maybe, maybe, yes. Maybe, yes. Yes, yes you're right. Not to stereotype, um, but... But to her post-pregnancy diet was rather extreme. I think she says that she had um no alcohol no sugar no carbs no meat no fish no dairy and i was thinking what's left
0: and that, like fruit and vegetables i think
1: yeah water. i guess. that's just that's it wow. yeah that's intense that's hardcore it Absolutely. really is yeah um i also went to see the film greta oh is- isabel Huppert. huper Huppert- is it <laughs> and um, and chloe moretz um is isabel who, who who i think she must have been in her 70s by now um really really scary oh yeah yeah it's good set uh-huh. in new york how, about how she manipulates um the young chloe it's very oh, good i've seen the trailer it's, it's very yeah good. that looks really yeah, good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it is oh. super scary it's got some of the loads of those kind of hiding behind the sofa moments um, when you, you suddenly go <gasps> <laughs> and everyone in the audience are the same
0: great I haven't really watched anything much. I've started watching Game of Thrones because I'm literally the last person on earth not what, to watch it from the beginning. It. Yeah, oh because my god, because the girls I work with keep saying they feel sorry for me because I haven't watched it. So, and it's also you know an influential cultural thing, and I of feel course, like I should yeah. know about it. Yeah. So I started got, watching that. But it's going to take you a long time to catch up. I know it's a job basically. Um, I also been listening to this podcast called The Last Bohemians, which I'm um. absolutely loving. So it's. Um, Chatting with women who've lived on the edge all their lives and still refuse to live by the rules. Um, so there are older women that um, have uh, lived on the edge. So there's artist Molly Parkin, who I love. Oh, yes. There's Cozy Fanny Tootie from Throbbing Gristle, who I absolutely love, <laughs> loved. Pauline Black from Selector. Pamela Dell Barnes, who's the ultimate groupie. And they're all talking really honestly about how they lived their lives and how they still continue to. And they're great. I love women like that. So that's um yeah that's oh, well, good one to that look, one. look out for yeah that sounds
1: good so the most exciting thing that happened last week i think was the met gala with its theme of camp okay. now you love a bit of camp don't you jane well
0: i'm quite camp myself you indeed you are <laughs> <laughs> I obviously loved the theme, which was inspired by Susan Sontag's essay, Notes on Camp. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I, I read that, yes.
0: And she says, camp taste is above all a mode of enjoyment, of appreciation, not judgment. Which is interesting because all we've been doing all week is judging what everyone's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know. Well, I, I heard a guy on the radio the other day who's, who was trying to define camp, and he said it's a quality that refuses to be defined. Uh, it's like, he said, failed seriousness. He said, for example, Donald Trump as a super businessman or Putin holding a giant trout. <laughs> <laughs> That's camp. <laughs> And, I, and he said that the campus programme on telly at the moment is, of course, and he's and he's right, the Great British, British Bake Off. Oh, it is, yeah. It's so camp. It's so this camp. So it's really totally camp. Totally over the top. I also and
0: think the Real Housewives of Cheshire's quite camp as well. Oh, that's camp. Uh, yeah, definitely. I went to the campus thing that I've ever seen in my life last night. Well, actually, no, because... In the eighties, I used to go to Madame Jojo's a lot. And oh, was, I used to like that Madame Jojo's. Camp. That was camp. But I went to see Follies at the National Theatre. Did you? It was incredible. So camp that I was dancing uh, up the stairs of the bus on the way home. You're kidding! I was. It was amazing. It was so
1: incredibly so. T- tell us about it. I, I don't I didn't know much it's about it.
0: About um, it's based on a story. It's not true uh, of a uh, load of showgirls who were um famous in the 20s or something and they get together yes. for a reunion and it's kind of a story it goes backwards from when they're old to when they were young
1: oh how brilliant uh, but
0: so there's lots of tap dancing there's I many I love types. tap dancing there's sequins there's feathers i mean there was uh, it was just incredible it was so camp it was also really funny which for me means camp as well yes a bit of
1: humor it's not taking yourself too uh, abso- seriously absolutely i i completely agree with you now uh, you, you've, you've actually done a report we on, on actually, the met girl yeah. have you so so what were your what were your sort of thoughts and what did you come up with well i loved a lot of what the men were doing because mm-hmm.
0: the men did amazing things so billy porter was brought in by um on a kind of like a sedan
1: chair yes. type
0: thing yes with uh, Topless men wearing gold trousers and was wearing um gold wings and a cat suit. Wing gold
1: wings are camp, that's good. Yeah, that's very camp. The the Kardashians. I mean, they are as camp as it as camp as camp oh, could be. I love are them. they not? I saw all three great. of them together. Um Kim Kardashian in her skin tight. Was it latex? I think yeah, it was, it was latex. latex. And her incredibly small waist. Her waist was actually the size of her neck. Yeah. I worked out. And I worked out if that were the same for me, my Waist would be about 11 inches. <laughs> <laughs> That's not such a good look. It's not such a good look. I loved her Insta stories
0: before the event because she did a little thing of all her different appearances at the um, Met Gala in previous years. Oh, and did she? she did I a really that. honest little story about how she felt on each one. Yes. And she started off with when she went as Kanye's other half. She okay. wasn't oh, personally wow. invited. Yes. And the next one she had was pregnant and she didn't like her lipstick because she'd done her own makeup. The next one she um had a load of baby weight the next one she was really nervous because she was invited on her own and she was texting her sister so to say, meet me at the top of the stairs and it was like a really honest insight into how pressurized that must be because she turns up she looks fabulous and you but just she think, has to look fabulous well, she has to it's a yes. job but like the nerves and stuff that must go on around oh that event must yes. be incredible I mean yes. you've
1: been haven't you? I have actually been yeah yeah back, back in the day I think it was like 1998 or something um, why and did you go? we I think we went because I think um, I think Top, uh, Shop had bought a, we'd bought a table there wow um, for some reason I think, it, the I think day it when was back we <laughs> had lots of money <laughs> had lots retail had lots of money when we told had money exactly and I think we had it was the first time that we'd gone on um, on the catwalk at london fashion week and right. so it kind of felt like the right thing to do and we were sponsoring a lot of the young designers at the time mm-hmm. so um, and in fact we were wearing in fact i was wearing a um a mcqueen dress a silver mcqueen dress it wasn't like really over the top it was mm-hmm. nothing like this year obviously you never wear
0: dresses so i know i know yeah yeah
1: so- but it was it was such fun I, I, I just remember you know our eyes were on stalks we were just sort of literally looking around to see who was there and most so there are lots of normal people that go as well well i'm not sure there are now because i think it's like 35 grand a ticket now so i think fewer and fewer normal people i think um maybe this time it's just the super rich and the super yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And in those days, they let the riffraff in, but now, <laughs> but now not so much. <laughs> so who were your best dressed? I loved, um, in fact, I loved all the Kardashians together, Kylie and Kendall, oh, wearing, was it orange and, and lilac, lilac yeah. and, and feathers? And, and the three of them together, they just yeah. looked to me like the epitome of camp. I loved Joan Collins, because, <laughs> of course, the campest person woman. alive, yeah. Yeah. in her white ruffled, I think it was Valentino, and... Um, Celine Dion. Oh my god, she was amazing. And <laughs> what was it fring, it was kind of a, like a fringed silver bodysuit with yeah. a with a with a cape or and, sorry, head and dress. an enormous headdress. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Who were your faves? Um
0: so I loved Serena Williams because she was wearing trainers with her. And they were um, matching. Yeah, they matched. They were, the dress. Amazing. They were incredible, weren't and they? And I love the colour of the dress because I'm really feel, feeling for yellow. That's such a trend forecaster thing to say. <laughs> but it's true. I also love Emma Roberts, although she wasn't camp, but I just loved her whole look for what me. What was she, she wearing? I she didn't was I can't remember what the designer was. It was pink tulle and that whole look really, is just amazing. She looked beautiful. Yeah. She actually
1: looked beautiful. She didn't look camp. No, I she not looked great. Really, yes, I, I agree. Yes, yes, and I
0: loved Florence as in Florence and the Machine. She, yes. Um, she was wearing Gucci. The whole thing was in collaboration with Gucci, which I actually think wasn't that evident, which was really good because
1: yeah, um, a lot of
0: people were wearing Gucci, and Gucci is one of the campus brands at of the course, moment. Of course, Um But she had this kind of weird kind of train thing on with a sort of looked like it had wings on it, and she. She just looked very florence but she also looked quite she, she did she yeah. did she
1: looked she looked amazing it was it was interesting i i would listen, listen to an um uh, an article about it um, before it, or just after it happened. They're saying that, that generally designers are really keen to have people wearing their, their designs. But they said that this was an unusual one because these are not clothes that you would actually be seen wearing. Yeah. For most people would be would be seen wearing at, at other red carpet events. Yeah. Um, and, and so you actually got a different... Uh, there was a different slant on the designers yeah, yeah. that they'll actually normally show there. which That's I thought was, true. Like Christopher
0: Kane, who dressed
1: um, Jemima Lena Kirk and Luna yes. Dunham,
0: who looked... Quite frankly... Quite ridiculous, but in a quite a fabulous <laughs> way. But you know, it's not the best promotion of his brand. It's, but he
1: went and he went along with the theme. So, exactly. You know, yeah. Kudos to yeah. Them, I think. yeah. I thought. Yeah. I, I did think. Um, did you see Ben, ben Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. and his wife? <laughs> I mean, the pair of them. I, d- I have no idea whose whose designs they were wearing, but they yeah. just looked so camp. They were camp. insane. They, they were, were so <laughs> camp. I don't know he, who thinks he is. I love that. I know. I it know. Was I, I Look, guess that's the essence of camp, isn't it? I
0: mean, all in all, it's just it was probably the best Met Gala theme I think well I certainly rushed to see the, the,
1: the pictures yeah, afterwards absolutely. faster than I ever have yeah. before and it was such fun
0: because I think that fashion can take itself a bit too seriously and at the end of the day it is fun it should make you feel good it should have some humor in it it should be slightly over the top and maybe that's where we're going a bit wrong
1: at the moment I don't know maybe, maybe. maybe yes yeah and actually maybe in these sort of dark times we need something like this to just lift us out of it and give us a bit of a laugh absolutely yeah.
0: So that really leads us into our uh, next topic today, quite nicely. Um, where is the High Street going wrong, and what is
1: going wrong? What has happened to the High I don't Street? Know. Oh well, I do God. think
0: I know, but I don't know do. Oh if my God! Do, do you know.
1: know what? I have. I kind of have no idea what the High Street is going to look like in ten years' time.
0: Do you know what? Someone asked me ages ago. Um, a journalist asked me years ago what I thought the High Street would look like in the future. And I said, and I wasn't sure at the time whether this was true. It was the beginning of technology really taking over in retail. And I said, I think it will be about experience. And what we will do is we'll go into stores for experiences. And we won't be buying things. We'll be experiencing the product in a new way. And then we'll either order it online and it'll be sent to our house or um, we wouldn't even buy product. You know, we'll just experience yes. The yes. brand in a new way. And actually, I think that's what's happening. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think that technology, it's a bit like the Industrial Revolution, it's taken over. Uh, and many, many retailers really don't know how to deal with it. They don't know what uh, yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I find it quite hard to, to work out uh, with with so many stores closing. And and actually, you go on on you know quite quite good high streets now, and you see a lot of stores have, have already yeah. closed. Um, the rents don't appear to be coming down yet. The rates don't appear to be coming mm. down yet. So you kind of think, well, how can anyone possibly make this work? Mm. You know, and unless something very, very radical happens, and um, and, and we, as you say, we see a whole kind of new way of using of, of, of using the high street. I, I saw that in some some little town in in uh, I think it was up in the, in the northeast that they'd. Their high street had had so many stores closed that they started bringing things like small community libraries where Mm. people all got together and they kind of had coffee and they kind of rented books to each other, that sort of thing, Um, which I think is brilliant. Um, I don't know whether that's whether that's sustainable, whether that can carry on. I don't know. But do we need to shop in shops? absolutely not do we not really exactly so so they should become become something something different different. but still a place to go out and meet people and experience things and And
0: if you look at the new their kind of um shopping areas that are opening like call drops yards hudson yards in new york they're about shopping but they're also about experiences they're also about eating they're about going outside and walking they're about so much more than just shopping yes
1: and i think that's the way that things are going to go i think it'll have to be it won't It, to, it yeah. does have to because if you look at the high street i mean the actual kind of bricks and mortar players uh it's very hard to see uh who who's actually doing well i mean debenhams and house of fraser are obviously we we know closing loads of stores martha spencer's closing loads of stores top shop apparently closing stores mm. um the, the three the three that you think look okay um zara still appears to be sort mm. of, you know, um, open stores across the world. Um, although I think even they've had sort of slight problems recently. Um, Primark and Next mm. are, are still doing really well. Primark, I guess, because it's cheap. The price. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, be. in fact, I walked past yesterday and they had a denim jacket in the window for £13, which is really cheap. It's really cheap. And, yeah. and hard for anyone, I would imagine, to, to, actually, to, to actually replicate yeah, that. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, But all of those ones
0: that you mentioned, apart from Primark, which doesn't have an online um, shopping offer, have really good online. Uh, Zara is amazing. Their online offer is amazing. Next, I mean, that's how it was set up with the directory. And that's just translated onto online. And they still do the directory. So there's that kind of touch uh, touch point at home
1: that you can tap
0: into the brand from your living room. And for me, that's the way that things are going. You want to... Um, tune into a brand first of all online
1: particularly yes. if
0: you're young yes you want to be able to um, have it editorialized for you you want a story behind it you want offers you want reasons to connect with the brand online first and then if you want to experience it in real life then you will connect with the brand yes in a retail environment if you only have a retail environment Primark excluded yes and no interesting online offer I think that's where people are going wrong
1: yeah I I, I agree and I, I think I think just that the whole, the model of of Debenhams and House of Fraser and and Marks and Spencers is just... It's just too expensive to, to carry on, really. And also because they're not, they're not doing anything new. They're just uh, continuing to yeah. do the same things that they, they've done for years and years and years. And actually, there are much more exciting competitors around nowadays. Certainly, the pure players um, out there are doing a much better job. I read this week that Mike Ashley is
0: preparing to invest millions of pounds into turning up to seven of House of Fraser's, um stores into luxury mini department stores, oh. which is interesting. Mm. So he wants to divide the group up into two divisions, with Fraser stocking more designer labels and House of Fraser catering to a more mass market audience. So that's interesting because it seems to be a lot of the um, department stores that are actually suffering. Yeah, I mean, I also was reading about um, Gallery Lafayette, you know, the Parisian oh, yeah, department yeah. store. So they've done a new store uh, concept, which is um, they've got lots of new young uh, labels. They've got art installations. They've got personal shoppers that they've hired via social media. They've got new hospitality uh, and food experiences in the store. They've got an event space within the store. So it's that idea of creating experience in the store yeah. and dividing it up. And it's not just like wandering through floor after floor. I, th- I floor think you're, you're absolutely right.
1: And I, I do think um, you've got to take your hat off to Selfridges because I think they've yeah. done an amazing job. They've really invested in absolutely, that store. It's yeah. such an, a, a beautiful experience going <clears> in there now, yeah. you know, with those sort of high ceilings, the wonderful pillars. And it looks incredible yeah um so it's so a kind of you know even if if you're going to do shopping online you want to go there because it's it just looks the, so beautiful yeah. and everything is in such a beautiful environment
0: and have you been into the pat mcgrath um i haven't yet. It's absolutely incredible so again it's like finding those that well, what she's is it tell news. us about the pat mcgrath so it's basically everyone knows she's a makeup artist yes. and she's an incredible makeup artist and they've just created this space that looks like some sort of like hollywood uh makeup studio and it's just really amazingly designed and everybody's really cool that works there. they have the most incredible offer of... of Brilliant makeup yes. for all colors, yeah. all cultures, that, all races. But
1: that's fascinating too, isn't it? Because there is the there is a a, a real kind of appetite to sort of almost see behind the scenes mm. to see that the reality of how things happen, like the reality of a shoot, what happens with the makeup, the reality yeah. of a catwalk show or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that you would never get to see. Yeah. And suddenly people are kind of saying, "Well, actually, I do want to see it. You know, I want to see what's going thing. on." Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: I read this thing also, and I think this is also an interesting idea. It said instant gratification where e-commerce and Instagram shopping have increasingly gained market share. And people do look on Instagram, a lot of people, as their first point of contact. So if you can tap into those people that are big on Instagram and that sort of instant gratification thing, um, that takes things to another level. So someone like Pat McGrath is massive on Instagram if you're into beauty. Yes, um, and so, and and that's the only place that she's got a store. Yes. So it's not about having, you know, look at Gap, for instance, it just keeps disappearing. Oh. It's not about having... What is it, what is it doing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's another story. But oh it's not God. about having the same product in the same store on every single high street around the world anymore. It's about having something different that you can't get anywhere else, that you've seen on Instagram, that you know is cool, yes. that you can't get very easily. And actually, that is an interesting point in terms of some of these younger brands that are doing well such as the boohoo group they've yes, reported yeah, yeah. that they're doing really really well and um, with pretty little things yes. and nasty girl and i was talking to my daughter about it because she shops um at those kind of stores uh, and she was saying that a lot of it's to do with their social media connections yes. so they send they've tapped into the drop culture so they'll send you an email saying Uh, She said they sent her one this week saying, hey, doll, happy hump day. We've got a discount code that ends tonight at midnight. And there's a clock ticking. Yes. So you know that you have till midnight to get this discount code. And so you're like, oh, my God, I need to buy this thing now.
1: Yes, yes. You
0: also, she said, know that you're never going to pay full price for anything because there's constant discounts. But they don't mind that.
1: Yes, because because, they build that into the margin, I guess. Absolutely.
0: And the customer doesn't mind it because I find that quite annoying. If I, like, for instance, a white company sending you a million different uh, 50% off vouchers, I'm just like, well, that's degrading the brand. I think they're quite a high-end brand for a sort of high-street shop. But the young customer doesn't seem to mind that. Yes. They're like, okay, great. I've got a discount. It's, it's a bargain. Valentine's Day, it's about you know? yeah
1: I, I, I often think, actually, it's it's strange. Being in the business ourselves, we see people discounting all the time as being something that that means they're not doing very well yeah. and it's a sign of failure. Whereas, of course, if you're not in the business and you're young, you just think, great. Right, I'm getting it's a bargain. another discount, yeah. yeah. But you do think, like your daughter does, I'm never going to pay full price for any of these yeah. things. So it, I guess it has to be built in and the margin. And that's where yes. Devinham
0: went wrong because they sort of market themselves as a kind of classy department store yet Yeah, everything's always everything's
1: marked down. discounted oh my god so it, yeah
0: it's kind of a well, double it, and it kind
1: of needs to be because it's not usually very good <laughs> let's face well,
0: it yeah that's true it's a kind of double
1: entendre if that's <laughs> the
0: right word Do you know what i mean it's like
1: on one hand we're really classy on the other we're just gonna mark everything down it's very camp actually yeah. <laughs> Talking about Instagram followers, apparently Primark has 5 million Instagram followers. It doesn't surprise me. And they're, the way that they
0: set their social media up was really clever. Yeah, Because they tapped into that millennial generation yes. Z kind of consumer. They put emojis in there before anyone else yeah, was. Yeah. They were creating little uh, graphics on their yes. Instagram page. You know, they were quite... They they were
1: out there in terms of reading And, and they're Very, media. very popular with yes. the tweens. Yeah, they are. With, with, with those sort of 12, yes. 13, 14-year-old girls. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, because it's pocket money prices. And
0: you go out shopping when you're 13 on your own, and the first place you go to is Primark. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, so we haven't really got any further when we're talking about how, what's the high street going to look like. I guess, I guess you're right, so kind of pop-up stores, lifestyle-based... Food. Food, yes. Experiences, you know, if you, yeah, cinema. Yes.
0: All the things that are not really about shopping. And if, you know, we're not going to talk about sustainability today, but if we're saying that people should be buying less, then yes. maybe that's the way, that's yes. the right thing. You yes. know, It's about access, not ownership, which is something we've talked a lot about in trends. Access, not ownership. Yeah. Ooh, and, very good, I like that. You know, we're also looking at... Um, the sharing market yes 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 so that could be brought that could be brought into into the high street and in fact well
1: already in the U.S. Rent the Runway has I think something like I don't know a hundred of their own boutiques where you can go in and you can literally do your um, you know sort of renting product instead of buying it yeah and, and they've got um, the drop-off points in yes. workplaces yeah which is great yeah
0: you know, it's great if you're going to an event you, yes you get it, they send it to you and drop it off there yeah. the next day yeah. you don't have to even go out of your office i know
1: it's amazing it's, isn't it's it? about
0: access and it's about ease of shopping and that what retailers are doing wrong is they're not making it easy in physical stores to yes. shop. You know, if you go into a store these days and you have to queue, which is what I have to do every time I go into Uniqlo, and I like Uniqlo, and I had to stand in a queue and I'm like, it's the 21st century. I know, but yeah. Apple, I've got ipads and you just yes. do it on an you ipad do it yourself a person. i know or I know. you've got you know in a supermarket you can do it yourself yes why can't you do that in a, a it's, clothing it's, store it's
1: insane isn't it and, and and the reason that they that they're understaffed is because they can't afford to put the staff no. in because they can put you peating with the pure players but that's actually killing them off absolutely and of course they need to i mean one of the reasons asos isn't
0: Uh, Their profits are down, apparently, is because they're investing in their systems. But they have to invest in their systems to
1: survive. Exactly, And if they
0: are not efficient and if it's not easy to shop, then they're not going to survive. And
1: and the expectation now is, if you buy online, that you will get it either the same day or definitely the next day. And if you don't, um, why would you shop there anymore? Absolutely.
0: And free delivery or, you know, they give you offers for one pound delivery for the next day. Yeah, yeah. Then there's no reason to go into a shop. You know, personally, I don't like shopping.
1: I know you don't, do no. you? I just no. find it a bit boring. I don't yeah. know. I just am not. I, I suppose I, it's still for me. It's it's kind of still a hangover. I know you said last week that, that you 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 don't like shopping because it reminds you of work. And in a yeah. way, I kind of it's almost hardwired into me. I kind of go in and I and I'm sort of you know I have a checklist of things that I'm looking for and 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 I'm I'm kind of interested to see. Are they doing something different? Is there something that, that's changing the store that's making it more attractive to me? Um, so yeah, I'm kind of I just I'm, I'm just sort of curious, I suppose, yeah. just to see what's happening. But more often than not, I'm disappointed. In well, that I, case. I totally agree. You know,
0: I can't think of the last store that I went to. Actually, I can, and it, the stores that excite me are not fashion stores. Right. They're homeware stores or they're um, vintage stores. The last shop I went to was uh, Rosanna Orlandi in Milan, which I absolutely yes. love. Um, because that's a lifestyle store and it's just so exciting yeah. it's got plants it's got you know it was just amazing it yes. was beautiful I don't feel like that about fashion shops I feel like they're just sort of they've they're, yes. they're called fashion now. yes
1: yeah no I I, I, I totally agree So, big change, big change happening. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see
0: what happens in the future. I just think that generally people need to be bolder, braver. They need to be more innovative. They need to think outside the box. They need to embrace technology. And they need to think about fashion as lifestyle and culture and experiences. And not just about clothes, because it's not about that anymore. And be more
1: compelling. Absolutely. We don't
0: need any more clothes. And we're receiving mixed messages. On one hand, fashion's killing the planet. On the other hand... Uh, buy more stuff. I know. You know, know. make your mind up. Yeah. Uh, the Beyonce advert summed it up for me. Oh, the, with the Adidas. Yeah. So she's. I think it was actually it wasn't an advert. It was her Instagram. She's got. Um, she's lying on, you know, sixty five pairs of trainers uh, to promote her new <laughs> Ivy Park um, project with Adidas. And then Adidas are launching a new sustainable footwear, uh, sh- uh, a new shoe. Make your mind up, Adidas. <laughs> So, Jane, where, if you are going shopping, where do you like to go?
1: Where do I shop? I go, well, I still always go to Coz, although I kind of rarely find anything that I really like. I suppose I find something maybe once every four or five months or so. Mm. Um I, I think it gets a little bit dull, and some of it is a... It feels a little bit cheap and I kind of think, well, if I buy that, um, I'll wear it a couple of times and it won't look great. So um, I, I love Arquette. I love going in there, but I rarely buy because it doesn't really fit me very well. I, I try on a lot of things in there, but it doesn't really fit me. Um, where else do I go? I love Isabel Morant. Um, I, 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 I do buy her clothes mainly because they kind of last for a long time. That they're, 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 you know, they're, they're kind of interesting and they're different but but they also uh have a sort of classic appeal that that lasts for more than one season um and that's what that's what i've kind of looked for generally. everyone rips her off though i know that yeah but and they, they, but they of, don't do it very well no i don't think
0: no i suppose that's true yeah mm. it annoys me though because you see so many versions of it everywhere. yes
1: yeah and dara yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's what i meant <laughs> <laughs> everywhere Zara
1: <laughs> I uh, I don't really I don't shop in Zara I mean I go to Zara to have a look um but I don't but I don't shop there mainly because again I, I have bought there in the past and I've, I've been so kind of disappointed um after I've bought something because it kind of isn't made very well or it doesn't look very good uh, after I've worn it for a bit um and I like acne as you know
0: mm. yeah um I if I'm going shopping just to look I like to go to Selfridges and Liberties oh, Li- kind of, Liberty, that's probably my favorite place to wander around and you know yeah. dream of what I could like I would like to wear and it's just well done isn't yeah, it yeah it's, it's well really displayed nice. and yeah. it's it's
1: kind of yeah. what I find
0: interesting in there at the moment actually is this kind of whole mid-market level that they've put in there kind of masquerading as designer clothing and I like Rickso and Gani and all those brands but They are not designer clothing in terms of their quality. And, you know, lots of high street stores have started to rip them off. And I think that's quite interesting because they're quite mainstream in their styling. And also their quality of their fabric is not, it's great. not very good. No. So uh, it's interesting that they're yeah. kind of
1: rise. I'm I'm interested to see where those brands go. I I think that price point is, is appealing yeah, to a lot of I people. Do. You know, when they took people talk about the sweet spot, I think that mm. for for a long dress, that mm. sort of two to three hundred pound mark, yeah. um, is more accessible to, to, to a lot more people, yeah. Um, because obviously, not designer clothes are so expensive. They're so expensive, it's ridiculous, now, aren't they? Yeah.
0: So yeah, I go to Selfridges and Liberties but then I do like clothes, and I like okay, and I do buy things in there. Definitely, I like Uniqlo because I quite like that sort of basic level. Yes, Um I like brands that are less about fashion and more about style i quite like kit and ace which is also the brand from america that's not about fashion at mm-hmm. all i like things that are going to last a long time but are stylish but not fashionable you know and i find it quite hard to find those kind of brands yeah and um, because i have a quite a specific style so when i see something i really love then i i kind of just be like whatever co- it costs i love it i'm going to buy it yeah i don't buy that much um, but it's quite hard to find those brands. I wish there were more department stores
1: that actually curated those kind of brands. I, I totally agree. I mean there are little stores like like the Goodhood store on, yeah, on love Curtin that Road. Store. I do I do too, but but a lot of the fashion in there is kind of it's it's just a bit too casual mm. for what I'm looking for. It's also for. quite young. It is very young. And street. But I love what, all of the, the the sort of lifestyle pieces yeah. that they have, the, the ceramics, um, you know, pictures and stationery. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's beautifully it's It's, it's, beautifully curated it's and so I, I nice. I love the way it's done. My dream would be to do a, a grown-up version of that
0: store. Not saying, not saying it's not grown-up because it is, but it's very specific. Yes. It's quite young, it's quite street, it's quite urban. But I'd love to do... A sort of slightly more grown up version of that, with uh, I, less yeah. casual wear in there. I, I, but yeah. homeware, but also mix, mixing vintage in there.
1: Do, do, have you ever been to any of the pop up stores that the Basics store have done? They've, no. they've done a oh, couple, a couple them, of it in yeah. Covent Garden, yeah. And it tends to be that mix of lifestyle, um, and it's kind of brands that, that that she sort of likes, so she's picked and they, they go together. They're a little bit older. Some of them are nicer. So, so they've got and daughter knitwear. Yeah. Um, and they've got a few sort of little ceramic things and plants. And it's just a nice mix. I mean, I think that is where probably
0: just going back to the high street is where a lot of people are going wrong because they're not merging all the things that we're influenced in, our, yes. uh, in Instagram into real life stores. Yes. So plants, food, yeah. lifestyle in general yeah. is what we need to see in our fashion stores. That's why people like Oliver Bonus are growing.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. Whether
0: you like it or not it's about lifestyle you can buy a a birthday card in there you can buy a new hairband you can buy a top yes yes you know it's about your lifestyle it's about all the things you want to have in your life exactly so many fashion brands are just not diversifying in that way Yeah,
1: and i think oliver bonus was very cleverly kind of um, started to, to do this lifestyle product when people an awful lot of people are renting mm. so you're you're renting a furnished apartment and um, they sell little things that will make your apartment yeah. look much more individual and much more you without spending a huge amount of money yeah, I think absolutely. it's very clever. And millennials are staying at home more
0: than ever before Yeah. so they're making their houses cosier no surprise and they, there. they're spending money on things like that like yeah. you say Yeah <laughs>
1: actually bought anything recently then jane at all or have, you just have i bought thing? anything um yes i have today actually i bought a uh, pale blue sweatshirt from um a little ethical brand uh from a shop on broadway market and i actually oh, bought it but just, just, just holding up it's very nice I'm just it's it's by a brand called colorful standard and uh it's organic cotton and it's made in portugal um and i bought it just because um I just like the colour. I haven't seen sky that colour. It's it's nice, yeah. It really but are. apart from that, I haven't bought anything for no. weeks. You? No. I have actually. Which uh, I bought a skirt, which I'm wearing today, which is from Arquette, which is
0: a brown satin bias cut. A I'm very flattering it is, I
1: must say. Thank you.
0: And I also bought two dresses from Uniqlo, which are from the Innes de la Fressange. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. And they're sort of tea dresses and a sort of flowery cotton, which are really nice. Oh, they'll um, be nice. Yeah, that's all I bought, really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was mostly because the sun was shining, and I was a bit like, it's Easter, the sun's shining. I know. I need, something I need some. To yes. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really bought anything else.
1: And I don't really plan to either, no. really. No. 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 Me too. Uh, so, what are you wearing? What else are you wearing today, I'm Jay? I'm
0: wearing a navy cause jumper. I'm wearing the brown Alquette skirt, and I'm wearing some Adidas. Slightly dad trainers in a sort of pale
1: <laughs> greyy green colour. What about you? <laughs> well, I've gone back to the wardrobe again. Um, I found something- to the lockup. To the lockup, yeah, that's right. Um, I uh, so I yeah I pulled out all my summer clothes from the lockout and I found a lovely pair of khaki. Um, Celine high waisted wide leg trousers. Which I
0: said, oh they're from Lauren's Corner. I know. Honestly, I'm Bloody hell.
1: Um, a <laughs> so, white acne shirt and my um vegan Vija trainers.
0: Very nice. True to true to your style, Jane be, uh, Acne and Celine. I know, I know,
1: I know. <laughs> true I know, to yourself. I know.
0: Officer. And I'm causing our care. <laughs>
1: that sums us up, doesn't it? Just <laughs> Okay, I think that's probably about all we have time for this week. So, Um, hopefully, we're going
0: to have a guest next week. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. So, um, not telling you who it is, though. No, (laughs) be a surprise. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye.